we're happy to have Pastor Frederick Arnett and Sister Helen Arnett interviewing with us today. And they are certainly, both of them are very busy people at Calvary Bible Church. And they've been around for a very long time. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you okay. for having us. And we're going to jump right in. Pastor Arnett. Now, I've been around at Calvary Bible Church for about 34 years, and I've seen the ministries that you've been involved in over the years. And perhaps we could start with Ambassadors for Christ. Okay. Would you tell me a little bit about that? Okay. Ambassadors for Christ started in the 60s. Hmm. Um, of course, it was started by... Um, Brother Leonard Phillips. Leonard Phillips. Um, most most of the older folks in Calvary remember Leonard Phillips. Um, Gertrude Phillips, uh, Leonard Phillips' sister, who sang in the choir as mm -hmm. well, and also Keith Phillips was very much involved. I uh, came on the scene in 1975. Uh, and when Keith went off to um, uh, Prairie, in Canada. Prairie in Canada, uh, I took over the Ambassadors for Christ. Um, I can truly say that we we went in every area of this island, mm -hmm. from Fox Hill uh, to Gambier. Bay Street to South Beach. Adelaide Village. Adla Adelaide Village, yes. Um, we have been in all of these different areas. Christ. And we have individuals in Calvary Bible Church right now who served as a, um, as a deacon that yes. came to know the Lord under the ministry of the street meeting. Wow. Um, there, there are many, many things that I can recall. I, I, at one point, we used to go out and, and for instance, retirement park. I remember very vividly yes. uh, going there, and we would bring people to Calvary Bible Church. We would cook lunch for them on the Sunday. Mm -hmm. We would meet and they would eat lunch at the Christian Counseling Center and uh, we brought a number of people who came to know the Lord uh, through our street ministry and I really want to thank God for that ministry um, I think it's a ministry not necessarily having to do what we did but I think is a ministry that should be looked at Again, to be continued, to be revived yes. in some form. Yes. Uh, maybe not preaching, but just handing out tracts and, and witnessing one on one yes. can be an area that I I am convinced that God can and has used in the past. And Retirement Park is that park opposite the Paradise Island Bridge. Opposite yes. the bridge, <laughs> yes. Some young people may not know. No, where it is. Thank you very about. much. Yes, yes. And Sister Helen. Now, I know you've, you're going way back mm -hmm. to the time when we had our first missionary. Yes. Can you um, speak a little bit to that, please? Um, in the early 70s, I think it was about 70, 71, we went on a trip to Guatemala, and um, we spent about three weeks there. 
uh, we stayed a few days in the city yes. and then we ran in the jungles where Irene Pons and her husband Alberto, their work was really centered. Mm. And we lived there and we really mingled with the natives. Uh, even though we couldn't speak the language or the right. dialect, we were able to have ministry because Irene speak or spoke their language fluently. And you were on short-term mission or you just went to visit her? We, I, I think, was more short-term missions. You know, right. we went there and then uh, that's not the only short-term min- mission that I've gone on. I've been into Haiti, right. but not with Phyllis Newby, mm. who's a mini- missionary out of Jamaica under another umbrella and oh. I, on the north coast. Um, they call it Bombard Opalis. We, right. I lived there like about three weeks. And how long have you been at Calvary? I've been at Calvary from the inception. All right. And been Still through there. all the ministries and the youth camp, like Word of Life. Yes. And whatever they have. So you two met at Calvary Bible Church? Yes. In uh-huh. ministry. <laughs> in ministry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Because along with the ambassadors of Christ, we also had a cottage prayer meeting. Okay. What was that think, about? Um, the cottage prayer meeting was basically where we came together and prayed. For the for ministry, the ministry yes. and pray for persons who might be sick, who we encountered during ministry and visit. So, and so we met. And then on Sundays, in the early days of the Ambassadors for Christ, we also went into Sandilands Hospital and visited the seniors. Okay. So we had quite a vibrant ministry. And yes. about how many people went with you on these um like 12 to 15, we had right. quite a population of senior people, like the late um, Edmund Hall, who was from, at that time, from Faith Temple, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Brother Brian from Salvation Army, mm-hmm. and so we had quite, quite a, a group, quite a group. Okay, and while, we, while we're still back in those early days, would you tell me a little bit about Irene Pons? Irene uh, who Pons she, who she was, um, is the late Dansbury Hudson's sister. Okay. And... Um, she was the first Bahamian missionary, missionary that yeah. came from church and we supported. And I recall Pastor Vish going there to, uh, I think, give her uh, the funds that were raised, purchase a jeep. Mm-hmm. Because um, they have a season there when you have um, rain. Flood. And it's, it's very, very flooded. Right. And prior to my going to Guatemala, the late Michael Thompson, who was also my Sunday school teacher at the time, he went and he couldn't handle it because of injuries sustained early in his life and a leg that really, you know, wasn't able to handle. So he had to come back. And when we went, it was the same mud, especially in the jungle areas. Yes. God help us and we stayed the course for three weeks. And Michael was the son of... Brother Dansbury, and then you had the, the Pritchett sisters and, yes. and the Youth for Christ Ministries. Wow. So we grew up under that type of thing back there. But I really wish today we still had the Youth for Christ going on here. Yeah. Well, I'll just mention one other 
point about the um, ambassadors for Christ. I remember once we visited an area and um, as we were setting up, uh, this lady sent an ask for prayers mm -hmm. and I indicated that I would come after we got through with the message and her name was Arlene Campbell and most of the senior citizens here would remember Arlene uh, Campbell um, and when I visited with her she told me someone, a, a group had just left there and she sent and asked them to pray for her and they said they had to go to church mm -hmm. so they didn't have the time <laughs> so I went and prayed with her a letter to the Lord and um, she has inspired my life because she was paralyzed mm -hmm. from the neck down uh, and uh, until she died I and many in Calvary ministered to her. Did you encounter any problems on the street like sometimes when you had street meetings like ruffians or people trying to break it up? No, oh, we had in, in our in my tenure there's what we had one incident where uh, people called the police it was on the Fortin Castle uh, and said that uh, we were making noise <laughs> okay. and when the police came and saw what was going on they just ignored it and went away uh, but I, I, I don't know who reported it but that was the only time. Okay. Well, let's fast forward a bit to the Billy Graham ministries now. Okay. The, from the early days. Now, I remember some of those. Yes. In 1982, um, we, Billy Graham uh, was invited to the Bahamas to receive the Templeton Award. Yes. And it was then that uh, after he spoke um, and he received the award um, we started the the uh, not only the radio ministry but the television ministry yes um, and it was very very successful in those days because you didn't have cable back in those days and people were very interested in listening to Billy Graham and we used to have all kinds of calls, people trusting the Lord, mm -hmm. but in later years, I'd, I'd say up uh, as recent as we stopped the, the um, TV and radio ministry about five, no, I seven. No, it's in two, 2008 it came oh, to a close. Okay, 2008. All right. Uh, we, we stopped the actual TV and radio because uh, you, the, because of the cable, yes. people were able to get the same messages months in advance. So yes. it, it, it didn't make much sense. But we still uh, bring in their materials and we still do seminars, uh, uh, training people to, to witness. Yes. Uh, so the ministry itself is still going on. But we don't have the radio or the TV ministries anymore, but we still have books available. Mm -hmm. We bring them in, and I do training uh, people, those who are interested in counseling. 
Well, I remember <coughs> in the early days when the um, that was the ministry was held at Donnie Mars Mar Lumber Company. Company, yes. Because there were so many phones there. Yes. And of course, you did some intensive training. Yes. Training yes. the workers yes. how to use the telephone, how to answer, praying properly, and, yes. and just dealing with people in general. And yes. To, to expect any type of call. Calls. That's Suicides. Right. Yes, Prob right. marital problems, yeah. on, and you have been an extremely busy person yes. <laughs> over those years. Thank you. And Sister Helen, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your the AIDS ministry that you're involved in. Um, okay, I got involved with the um, HIV and AIDS ministry shortly after um, the first case was found here in the Bahamas. Right. I um, got training. Um, the Roman Catholic Church offered a training classes at Emmaus, and I got involved in that. And then I also attended training at COB. They offered a course, mm -hmm. and I've been involved with it from then until now. Right. And uh, over the years, I've seen a number of persons die. Mm. But recently, with the drugs that we have once, there is um, adherence to the drugs. Persons can basically live a very, very healthy life. It's like a chronic sickness now, like being a diabetic and, you know, on hypertension. Yes. And once you watch your diet and adhere to your medication, you live basically a healthy life. And so this is how some of the persons who I know back from the 80s are still alive today. We know their children and now we're knowing their grandchildren. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah we are seeing second generation of these same children who's maybe a mother's alive then on the other hand we have where uh, children have lost both parents yes okay. both parents have died because of hiv and aids they've been infected and they're basically raised by grandmothers and whatnot so we have seen quite a bit and in the early days when we started um, helping persons um there was such a stigma that you know yes. people just turned their backs on them and they didn't even feel welcome in their churches. So mm -hmm. um, my husband really journeyed with them, and he was their pastor. And when they died, he buried them, and they were in hospital. He visited them on Corey Newbold Ward mm -hmm. or Sealy Ward. So yes. they had a pastor in him, and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, excellent. I, I remembered back at the beginning, there was hardly a Saturday that I wasn't doing a funeral. Mm. Um, and as a result, we, we got to know the family of these individuals. And again, as a result of that, I ended up uh, burying a number of the family members uh, 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 because I was there for them in the right. time of their need. And they wanted me to do their funerals, even though they didn't have it. I'm going to fast forward a bit to what you're doing now in the church. Both of you are involved in, perhaps you can tell us what you're doing now and the ministry that you're mostly involved in now. Well, um, now I'm in the Christian Counseling Center as Director of Counseling Services and I've been there from the inception and that is a very challenging job because you have people coming with issues um, Every type of life yeah, issue. <laughs> they have marital issues. They have interpersonal issues. Uh, issues on their job site. Um, HIV AIDS too. Um, 
and then behavioral issues with children. Mm -hmm. And at the present, we don't even have a counselor who deals with the children and such because Deborah was dealing with that, and she's now off in school. school and who's Deborah? Deborah is our daughter. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing that so um, this, uh, she's, she's pursuing her doctorate, and so we sort of have that void. Yes. Mm -hmm. And. It's a very busy life, it very busy. busy life. And so you, you've really given us, um, in, in Deborah, you've given us another gem, because um, she's been to one or several times to minister to the kids, and she's amazing, mm -hmm. just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And, of course, your son, Frederick, and, mm -hmm. and um, Matthew. Matthew, Matthew, both of them, well, all your children went through the Awana program. And I had all of them yeah. <laughs> in Awana. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, they, they all excelled. Yeah. They all really excelled. Yeah. And yeah. Pastor Arnett, now right. I remember also you were involved in the membership classes. Yes, I, I used to teach the membership class totally after Pastor Russell left, mm -hmm. uh, retired or resigned from Calvary. As a matter of fact, I'll go back to 1982 mm -hmm. um, when I, uh, I'm sorry, um, 1985 um, when I came on as assistant to the pastor mm -hmm. here at Calvary Bible Church the, the pastor was called Pastor Russell and, and those who were in charge at that time it would have been the board was asking me for about three years to come on board and finally I listened to the Holy Spirit and I came on board and um, when I came on I came on as assistant to the pastor but before the week was over uh, I remember Pastor Russell and myself walking over to the building that now uh, occupies Christian Counseling Center that had been up for sale for over three years prior to that and uh, the, the uh, building was bought and as a result um, uh, his exact words to me well we the thing is we was we wanted to knock that down and turn it into a parking lot but when we look at the building itself and saw how sound the structure was yes. I remembered uh, uh, Pastor Russell saying to me, Frederick, you are into counseling. He says, why don't we turn this into a Christian counseling center? And uh, in those days, of course, that was the, we had the academic of the, the cocaine. Yes. And that's where we started, working with um, men and women who were users of cocaine. And as I fast forward now, um, well, Two years after that, I recognized that the parent of these children seemed to have needed more counseling than, than the drug addicts. And mm -hmm. it was then that we decided to, to start working with the family. And that's, that's how we got to where we are, we are at now. And then, of course, uh, Pastor Russell resigned. And for two years... Uh, I uh, saw to the day-to-day -day running of Calvary Bible Church. We had uh, special speakers like Dr. Early, um, who was my teacher at the Baptist Bible Institute. Uh, people like 
Brother Jaisal Thompson, Dansbury Hudson, uh, they really came uh, alongside, and especially Brother Jaisal, I could remember, I, I would be able to call him at any time, and he would would uh, give me direction. Um, as as we moved forward, for two years we were without a senior pastor. Yes. Um, but uh, some very significant things happened during those uh, two years. Great. First of all, um, up to the time Pastor Russell left, we had a board yeah. of directors um, and association members. They were the two groups that sort of the day-to-day running of the, the church. Um, but uh, we got a committee together. Um, and then we, instead of a board, we change them to um, deacons. Mm. And uh, we had no elders back then, and we made provision for elders. Um, uh, and we changed the, the um, constitution, constitution uh, because the constitution had to be changed in order to 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 do that plus we had no membership mm-hmm. there was no such thing as membership people came to Calvary Bible Church they liked it but they had no say in the day-to-day operation of the church and we also brought about membership uh, so three significant things happened mm-hmm. uh, during those three years and I remember uh, as I sat with Pastor Lee for the first time inviting him to think about coming on as senior pastor and I told him what we had done his words to me was you know it must be the Lord because if those things were not in in place I would not have even considered coming on board so again I see the Lord using us during that period and within two years we changed the constitution and we brought about all that change where we give rights to the uh, to the membership to nominate deacons uh, and um, if they have the right if they know anything about any of the elders uh, they can make an official complaint Uh, of course they would have to sign their names uh, but they can make official complaints to the Board of Elders. Um, so uh, that was that really stand out for me as well as my time or tenure here with Calvary Bible Church. I think that was one of those areas that stood out to me that I felt the Lord uh, did something to me personally in my growth yes. spiritually. So what's your official title? Uh, I, when Pastor Lee came on, he changed my title from assistant to the pastor to associate pastor. Okay. And of course, I am the executive director of our Christian Counseling Center. Heavy hats. <laughs> Lots of responsibility. Um, are you involved in the mini church at all? Uh, I used to be, but uh, again, I've learned to say no <laughs> and I realized that because of the amount of uh, involvement with the counseling center and, and the demands 
uh, I wasn't doing justice there, so right. I I stopped uh, being leader of one of our mini churches and concentrate more on the counseling aspect of it. Plus, uh, uh, back then I used to be involved very much with visitation. Yes, that that was that. a very very. Uh, uh, important part of my ministry yes. when I was brought on that was one of one of my assignments to take care of visitation so um, yes was very involved and still very involved yes. but I enjoy what I'm doing and I have no regrets and thank God he sustained you Amen. I remember you had a bout of illness one time yes. and God has raised you up yes just like those you know, eagle's wings. Sister Helen, would you like to share any other ministries you've been involved in um, over the years? Um, I guess basically I've always helped in the Sunday school area when Mike Thompson was my teacher. Mm -hmm. I did the secretarial side and with Ron Springle was my teacher. The secretaries have always been an active part of that and we still work in our area of the Sunday school, yes, mm -hmm. um, we are actively involved, and also we um, have a, some contribution we give to the junior church, the yes. five to seven. Especially, okay. um, our daughter was involved in that, and I sort of assisted her. And when she stepped down, I <laughs> kept it. Up. <laughs> I kept it, and he helps me, and our son helps, and it also. Um, gives Barbara Sawyer an yes. opportunity to go in a morning service. I was really concerned about that, so I told her whenever we are on, she's free to go in the morning service. Yes. You know, and so I, we really enjoy being with those Great. youngsters. Mm -hmm. It's just one more thing I'd like to, to ask about, and that is the actual services that you conduct with the emphasis of the Christian Counseling Center. How long have you been doing that? Because sometimes the service is just given over to you during those um, Sunday mornings? Uh, well, again, from the inception, what we did was um, we usually have uh, sometime between March and April mm -hmm. uh, of each year we have, uh, we celebrate our anniversary. Uh, last March, last April, we celebrated our 26th anniversary. Um, and uh, in October, we we have what we call recognition day that's that's the day that is given to us sunday that is given to us that we take the service over where individuals who are interested can give testimonies about how they were helped as a result of coming to the counseling center yes. uh, again that's that's an area that i i feel the lord has really used as well and the counseling center has a board yes, that helps to Yes, them. and we have a board of, of, of uh, 12 uh, um, members. And we also have a, a counseling center that we started four years ago in Marsh Harbor, Abaco. Mm, duplicating. So, yes. <laughs> and um, if, if, if I thought it was the Lord's will, I would like to see it also in Grand Bahama because there are those who are interested and ask if we will come and start a center there but because of, of, of funds we, we haven't been able to, to do that as yet. 
Now, you know, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of our church. Yes. Anything in, in particular that you'd like to say to the upcoming generation who will be carrying on the ministries of Calvary Bible Church? Some of the things that you would like to see perpetuated and maybe a word of advice to them. And any other things that you'd like to mention about the ministries you've been involved in or something we didn't cover? Um, I would like to encourage um, the youth that are now involved in the church to remain faithful and honor God because God says, when you honor me, I honor you. And to really um, be open to growth and development and if they make mistakes, don't get stuck. (laughs) Because, you know, like the scriptures say, though you fall, you shall not be utterly cast down. The Lord lifts you up. And too many times I hear older people consigning or writing off young people, and that's sad. I think we need to try and befriend them and pray with them and encourage them because we have young people who are doing really good. But you don't hear much about that. But once there is some deviant or behavior or whatever, then you hear that. It's just like you look at the newspaper and page one has all these awful stories and probably the young person who... Who's the valedictorian may be in section C or D. Mm-hmm. And very little is said about that. Yes. You know? And so I think I like them to be encouraged and I'm willing to journey with them, pray with them. They have a question. I'm here to support them, not write them off because there's hope. Excellent. I, w- I would like to speak to Calvary Bible Church as a whole, mm-hmm. its membership. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I've seen it over the years, mm-hmm. where there are those who become discouraged for whatever reason, and uh, they pull away from services, they pull away from giving, as if they're giving their funds to the pastors rather than to God. Mm-hmm. I would like to remind us that, again, we are serving the Lord God. And whether it's singing, preaching, teaching, whatever it is we do, we should do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto man. Because if our eyes are on leadership, we will fail if they fail. And we are only human beings. Yes. Uh, as uh, uh, um, Paul Cartwright used to say, um, and I remembered him for this because he was uh, one of our staff at the counseling center. He is human first. Yes. So we are all human beings. And I'd like to say to all of us, let's get on our and be doers of God's word and not just hearers only. We have been more than fortunate to have had the pastors that we had over the many years and every one of them was sound gospel teachers. Mm -hmm. So we have been blessed, we are blessed Mm -hmm. and we are being blessed. (laughs) And I dare say you only get out of the service what you put into it. Yes. If you go there with a closed heart, you will come out with a hardened heart. 
If you go there with an open heart, you will receive instructions. And if you put those instructions into practice, you cannot go wrong. So let's live as if we are living for Christ. And that's what we should be doing rather than for selfish motives. Well, I consider both of you great pillars of Calvary Bible Church. And you've both been very involved in ministries from the time I've been here. And you are a wonderful example to everybody at Calvary Bible Church. Thank you and may the Lord continue to bless you as you continue to labor in the vineyard. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for having us. As usual, we want to give you an opportunity to share, to tell forth the mighty acts that God has done in your life since you've been involved with Calvary Bible Church. Now, again, we're trying to progress on from one decade to another. So, but we, so we're still in the, we've done the 60s and 70s, so we're still a sort of in the 80s, I guess, all right? 70s and 80s, late 70s, 80s, and so on. So anyone would like to share concerning... God's blessing in your life for being a part of Calvary Bible Church. You need to run around. I was one of the ones who crawled yesterday. We had to run, walk, and crawl. I just thank the Lord in the um, in the 80s for Pastor Russell because. Almost every service after I came back to Calvary Bible Church, he was saying, you must be involved in the ministry. And that really grated on my heart. Every time I went home, like, I don't need to be involved in anything else. I have all these children and I have work. But, you know, every week he kept saying, you should be involved in some sort of ministry. And that's when I started to get involved with Calvary Bible Church, giving service to the Lord and to the fellowship here. Amen. We want to thank Andrea. She is a part of the committee for... The 50th anniversary along with Sid and uh, Errol. They're the co-chairpersons of the uh, committee. And, of course, we have a lot of other people involved. But we want to thank the Lord for those who are involved. All right. Anyone else want to share? Right over here. Charlie. Get a good close-up of Charlie now. I actually um, want to thank the Lord for the ministry of this church. I started coming here to Sunday school in 1970. Um, but I got saved in 1982 under Brother Dan Spruce ministry. Um, and one man took time out to bring me under his wing and get me involved, which is Brother Leslie Roberts. He picked me up for lunch every day week, once a week for two years, took me to lunch to find out what I was doing with the Lord, how I was progressing. Um, this year makes 30 years I've been teaching teenagers in Sunday school, and that was because of him. Um, Brother Jay, 
Brother Jay always told me not to read my Bible. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, never read your Bible just to read it. Read it as though you're going to teach it. If you're reading it just to read it, you're wasting your time. And the men that I look back at that took time out, Brother Les was a busy guy. He had three children of his own. But every week, um, and sometimes when you're a young person and you're like, Pastor Nat was saying, you know, they look at the bad things, but he always looked at the good things. And there's a lot of people, Wilford Jack, there's a lot of people in this church that he, every week he called you, he fi- tried to find out. And I look back at the ministry and, and what I liked about the early ministry is that people had time for each other. And we're missing that. We need to spend time. We're so busy. I, I'm a busy person. You all know that. But um, the, the early part, like I was teasing Brother Donnie about playing his nose, um, Sister Vivi used to lead singing, and he used to play his nose whenever the pianist didn't show up, right? He could even change key with his nose. Um, I, um, I remember that, and I'm thinking, like, why would this grown guy, when I'm in junior church, play his nose for us children to sing? People today look at that and say, but it's because he loved the people that he taught. And um, I'm just thankful that people like Dansbury... I got saved in 82. Pastor Russell was here, but Dansbury preached on a Sunday night, and he spoke to me, not to anybody else in the church. And he was faithful. And I look at those faithful men and women, Sister Vivi, Sister Val Hudson. If she's here tonight, Sister Val's one of my favorite people at the back. Faithful, dedicated. They knew what they believed, and they in, 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 took time and taught us how to live the Christian faith. And I appreciate that. Amen. Amen. Those were some great guys, uh, Pastor Thompson and Dansbury. I thought Dansbury was brethren, because every event we had at the brethren, Dansbury used to be there. It wasn't until I came over here to realize he was a member of Calvary Bible Church. But that's the kind of fellow he was. He was just involved in all of those activities. Yeah, all over the place. Just amazing. I mean, wherever you go in the old islands, he's here with the brethren all the time. So we thank God for those. May their tribe increase. Amen? Well, that's a challenge to us today, man. It really is. All right, anyone else? All right. Lindsay, you already did about three times. All right. <laughs> He's brethren. He always got something to say. No, I... I... I just have to say this, and it's in to do with Brother Charlie Albury. I don't know if a lot of people appreciate Brother Charlie for what he has meant to this church. I could say what he has personally meant to me and the years that I've been here working with him for over 20 years with the young people. What he's meant to the young people of this church, I don't think too many people realize the time, the sacrifice, the money that he's paid out of his own pocket. And the things that, 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 that he's done. And, and the meetings that we've had after taking kids to camp. We always come together and said, now, why are we doing this? And if our motive is not right, we might as well forget it. And that's the kind of man that he is. He doesn't do anything for personal recognition or honor. But I think sometimes the Bible says, give honor to where honor is due. And I think Brother Charlie needs to be recognized. Amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you, we don't recognize him. God certainly recognizes him. Thank God for him. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? 
if you want to go on to the early 90s or late 80s, that's fine. Anyone else want to share anything concerning Brother Roland? Thank you very much. Um, I came here during the pastorate of Pastor Russell, as a matter of fact, in 1985, when my wife and I moved back to the Bahamas, we were looking for a home church. And uh, let me say this, that the, the warm fellowship that we found here, that was what drew us to the church. To Calvary, and my prayer is that that will continue, because we ought to show love one for another. And I enjoyed the ministry of Pastor Russell very much. He was kind to us. Now others may have different uh, version of this, but he was kind to us. He was a good minister of the gospel, and uh, he got me involved in the ministry here as a part of the Sunday school, and. Um, I thank the Lord for all those years that I've been here, and the um, Lord has blessed me, and uh, both my wife and I have enjoyed the fellowship here, and you know, I plan to be at Calvary until that time. I told my, my brother, he called me last Sunday, and we were talking. And I said, man, my latest son is sinking fast. My race is almost long the one. And, you know, he said, I told somebody that today myself. You know, and uh, this is a wonderful church. And uh, God bless all of you. And continue to be a lighthouse. Thank you, Brother Roland. Thank you. Anyone else? Oh, there you go. Well, I came here um, as a result of um, Pastor Lee. I didn't follow him. You're moving ahead now. No, I think in, in the 90s. You've been a long time. Yeah, you've been a quite long, long Pastor Lee. Um, but my background is I came from a Bible-believing, based, missionary background church, which is Carmichael Bible Church. And I can remember the Sunday we invited Pastor Lee to a mission conference. I was on the committee because I was very mission. I grew up around missionaries, and I have a passion for mission. And so I, when I was on the committee, um, we usually had foreign missionaries come to speak to our conference. But at the very last moment, um, Art Yona, I think, got sick, and he couldn't make it. He didn't, make, he didn't make it. And so we, at the, at the time, it was Ed Cadet was on, I was the pastor there. He said, why don't you read, write in the pastor. He called him and write the pastor to come and speak to conference. And Pastor Lee, he just came. Was, God blessed him. And um, I remember the Sunday morning, he made a plea to the congregation. I will never forget this. Because I was struggling with the Lord. I already left my career as working in the social work field. And he said to the congregation of Carmichael Bible Church, he said, if anyone in this congregation the Lord is calling to the field of mission, he said, 
Calvary, I didn't know, I, I heard with Calvary Bible, even for Meg one at a time. But I was never associated with anything, all the, the, um, the radio ministry. He said, if anyone in this congregation would like to, God has called to the mission field, the Calvary Bible will stand behind them 100%. I know remember that. He said, in, because the mission is God's mission. It's not Carmichael own, it's not Calvary own, but the mission of the church is God's mission. And I sat in my seat and I sort of trembled. I said, Lord, he's still speaking to me. He's speaking to me. So I took the initiative after that Sunday morning and I shook his hand. He didn't know me. And I said, Pastor Lee, I would like to see you. He said, well, you know, why don't you go to my secretary and have an appointment with her to make an appointment to see me? And I made an appointment. Sister Kathy, I don't know if you remember that, but I came in. And it was a transition for me because it was a transition. Pastor Lee may not have known. And I came into the Pastor Lee and we talk and we talk. And I'm going to say today that Pastor Lee meant, even though I was a missionary background church, Pastor Lee mentored me into missions. He, he, he allowed me to have a new perspective of mission. So I want to say today, Pastor Lee, I thank the Lord for the input that you have listened to God to come to speak to us and to allow me to have our experience onto the mission field. Thank you so much. And also, I want to thank you for the word, how you expose the word and allow me to grow spiritually. Thank you so much. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Anyone else? Time is going. She wants to say something again. All right. Thank you. I would like to remember Sister Murdy Lowe. She doesn't come to this church anymore. She's in Abaco. But when I first came to this church, Sister Murdy Lowe had a Sunday school class for children with special needs. And that was a blessing to me because one of my daughters needed that. So those who couldn't function in a regular Sunday school class, she took them on. And she did an amazing job with that. And also when I first came to this church, I was so impressed that I could leave my baby somewhere and come and hear the message undisturbed. And so I took my baby to the nursery, and then I started to work in the nursery as well to give service back and let some other parents experience that same time of tranquility in the church. (laughs) And later on, Sister Murdy and her husband, Scott, they persuaded me that I needed to be in a one leader. And so they um, talked to me about it, and then I took the exam, and they were shining examples of how Christians should live and um, excellent Awana leaders. And I was really sad when they went away because they were, again, pillars in our church. And I really appreciate them. That's coming up in the 80s now. So coming to the 90s now, Pastor Lee came. <laughs> and Pastor Lee, I just thank you for all of your teaching, for your, the discipline that you've given me, the private counseling that I've had, and also being under your tutelage at Telios. So the Lord bless you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. And one day I, I am being prepared to be a preacher. Maybe not in this church, but <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> thank you very much. And, and thank you to the wonderful people at Calvary Bible Church. I appreciate all of you. All right. Thank you. I wonder, does anybody want to say something since we mentioned her name just now? Sister Vivian? Because she was a precious lady as well. Who would like to say, Donnie? Why don't you say something about uh, Sister Vivian? I'm not going to be as long 
Well, I work very closely with Sister Vivian Aubrey. As a matter of fact, Anita was the first organist we had um, way back when we were down in the temple. And, um, of course, they were brethren. And Anita was the organist, and Diana used to play the piano. And um, then eventually, Sister Vivi moved from Central, which was a big step for her. She wrestled with that and um, came over. Um, and uh, she was in charge of the junior church. I used to work very closely with her to, uh, to play the guitar, sing the choruses, and do the lesson many times for her, just about all the time. We had a great. Now, that was a mother in Zion, a lady of prayer, a lady who knew the word of God, whose Christian example was impeccable. She worked at the Christian bookshop. She worked at the Christian bookshop, but she was doing counseling. And it's amazing the amount of people that went into the Christian bookshop to see Sister Vivi and to be counseling. Her husband, she said, Brother Donnie, I prayed for Merlin for 30 years before he came to know the Lord. She was a member of the Gideons Auxiliary and um, she was a mentor, an example to all men and women in this church. I'm looking forward to the day when I see her in heaven. I tell you, a great woman of God. And Sister Vivi was a blessing to everyone in this church. Faithful, committed, loyal, dedicated. First to Jesus Christ and to Calvary Bible Church. I want to mention somebody else. We haven't heard his name mentioned thus far. So I'm going to rewind back to the beginning. And that's Raymond Thompson. He was one of the original board members of this church. One who had a burden for young men. Now before Awanas came into being... We had challenges. I mean, any party was ever in challenges? Okay, Albert, you was in challenges. Lot. Okay, Jerry. Okay, Paul. I worked closely with Raymond, and it was a boy. Raymond was a sea scout. I was a boy scout. I always tell him I was a boy scout until I was 18. Then I became a girl scout. <laughs> I had to put that little one in there. But Raymond had a real passion for young boys, for boys and teenagers. It's amazing the amount of young men and older men in this 
country today who came to know the Lord through challenges. We used to take the boys out to the camp every once a week, every once a week. We got a truck from Wade's Furniture then. It was Robert's Furniture now. And take the boys out to camp. We used to go camping. We went up to Yamakor. You remember those camps? Oh, boy, they were wonderful. Then we took the boys up to Rock Sound. And uh, then we used to go camping over to Paradise Island when there was no bridge. We had to get over the other boat. I was in coming through customs. And a customs officer said to me, Brother Donnie, you remember me? I said, no, I can't. He said, I was in challenges. Jimmy Lowe, Scott Saunders, and I could go on and on about young men who are businessmen and um, Raymond Bethel and Pixie and all of them. I used to go home, I said, honey, I tell you, the wake was great. And sometimes, I tell you, I found it very great. I used to go home, my honey, I don't know if I could go back next week. But I stuck it out. I went over to um, Stores Electric the other day, and a gentleman pulled up in a car. And me, you know, I turned down the window to talk to him. And he quoted some of the things that we learned and challenges to me. And he said, Brother Donnie, I used to be in challenges at Calvary Bible Church. Then that went into Christian Service Brigade. And we had quite a number of leaders. Ron Springle, Jerry, and I could go to Mike Thompson, Reg Sands. We hadn't heard too much about Reg, who made a great contribution here. And um, many other young men in this church that made an impact on young people. I'm going to get through right now, brother. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and um, then Christian Service Brigade was only for boys. I'll give you a little history here. Then Barbara, Jerry went, you went to Word of Life and met Barbara, right? That's right. Brought this beautiful lady, wonderful lady, back to the Bahamas. And um, we only had a uniform group for boys then. I can bring some of the pictures and show some of the leaders and who was really in that. It's surprising to know who was in that. And um, Christian Service Brigade. Bright and keen for Christ. That was the motto. Barbara's parents were ministers in the United States. Pastors. And she said to Sister Cole, Listen, there's a uniform group, a Christian group in evangelical fundamental churches called Awanas. And we should start it here. She introduced it, Barbara, because my wife was a founding member with Elsie, um, Jan, Barbara, Sister Cole, really, was under their 
pastorate. And um, awareness came into being. We all became, we, we just brought Christian Service Brigade right straight into awareness, which is a program that has been a blessing to this church and to other churches too. So I want to remember Raymond, who gave so much to this church. And um, there's so many others, but I want to remember him. He couldn't be here. He's taken Agatha and Sammy up to Alabama and to see his grandson, as you know, his daughter, their daughter, was killed in an accident. So let's pray for them while they're away. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Donnie. All right. Well, we have opportunity for one more before we go. Now, don't let's go back to 60s anymore. Let's keep ahead. <laughs> Otherwise, we won't move ahead here at all. Yes, I, <clears throat> first I want to thank God for my Christian heritage. My grandfather, Joseph Miller, um, he was a Baptist missionary. And my grandmother came from an Anglican background. We are all Long Islanders by birth. Um, I left my parents in Long Island as a very young boy to come to the government high school. And um, I later went to Baptist nor Anglican. Um, uh, When we were children, um, missionaries from Midwest USA, Michigan, and Ohio established a faith mission church in McCann's Long Island, right next to Thompson Bay. Um, And we attended that church. And so we know nothing about the Baptist nor the Anglican Church. We know of this church that was established by missionaries um, out of Midwest USA. Um, When I was leaving the Bahamas um, in 1981, my two younger brother, Oral and Al, they came here to CC Sweeting High School. And um, I think um, the Murphys, these missionaries established churches here in Nassau, in Abaco, in Andros, in Maguana, Exuma, and I think Inagua. They established churches throughout the Bahamas. So um, I have a great appreciation for this church. And um, when I came, I live Nine Terrace, East Court, just a short way from here, opposite um, Andrea and those. Uh, Andrea, I don't know if you remember, um, I, where Frank Hanner is, um, I live right... It's Titus in the Calvary Bible Church now. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, so um, when I was leaving the Bahamas, mom came to Nassau and I introduced her to um, Calvary Bible Church. I had to say a good word about Sister Vivi because when I returned, 
I, I met uh, Sister Vivian and Mom living like two sisters, and they lived that way until Sister Vivian died. Um, I was blessed to find a very good church in Chicago, Illinois, established by D.L. Moody. So the seven years that I was there from 70. January 74 through 81, I, I attended that church. But upon my return to the Bahamas uh, in 1981, I returned to this church, and this church has been my church for many, many years. And I really appreciate uh, the ministry here. I remember Pastor Lee's ministry in Racine. I don't know if you remember, I drove one time from all the way to Chicago, all the way to... Not oh, too long. It's 30 yeah, minutes, man. Yeah, to resign <laughs> to, to visit with uh, Pastor Lee and his wife there. So um, I, I have uh, great appreciation for a church that, whose heart is centered around um, missionary work. And I think this church should be uh, commended for establishing such a um, strong missionary um, uh, foundation throughout the world uh, because um, as a result of missionaries going throughout the world, that is how our church was established in McCann's Long Island. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to end it here tonight. Um, we're going to have a selection now by our brother Simnet. He's coming now. But I was sitting here, you know, I had some contacts with Calvary before coming here in 1992. Uh, after I graduated from Moody, which was in 59 or 60, I think in the, early, in the late 60s or early 70s, I spoke once or twice here to the young people. And I think I spoke on in prophecy, I believe, and prophecy. And then, not only that, I don't know if you men are aware of this, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Sometimes early 80s, I got a letter from, I think his name was Ken. He's a tall fellow. Was it Ken Russell? Huh? Yeah. He wrote me when I was in Dallas. And you know what he asked me? He asked me if I would be interested in coming to be a pastor at Calvary Bible Church. He did that. I guess he did it all on his own. But that is back in the 80s, a little prophetic.
even in death he remembers the thief hanging by his side he spoke with love and compassion then he led him Thank you very much, Mr. Simonet. Uh, I mentioned this morning how I loved Johnson. Well, uh, they're not here any longer, and this young man, Mr. Simonet, has taken the, uh, his place, Johnson. I remember the very first time I heard him sing, he was singing a love song to his wife, and I said to him, I didn't know you could sing. Why aren't you singing in Calvary? And the next thing I knew, he was singing in Calvary. So to God be the glory, Brother Simonet. Thank you for your message in song. Shall we pray? Father, again, we thank you for this opportunity that we can return a very, very small portion of that which you have entrusted to us. We are indeed grateful, Lord, that we can uh, give back just a little of what you have blessed us with. Now as we participate in this part of the service, be glorified and we will be careful to give you the praise as the fun is used for your honor and your glory. We give you thanks now in Jesus' name. Amen.